1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. It's Sunday morning. Time for a schmoz. God, what should I be listening to? Listen to the Mark Hoke Show. Now, tune your dials. You're going straight to hell. Okay, God. See, there we go. Even God had a schmoz ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god you know it's funny i i feel kind of i feel kind of bad when we get the ratings reports and, i don't feel bad when i see and, those ratings reports and except for those idiots in saskatchewan yeah well th- that's the podcast yes reports. I, I'm talking, I, no, I, re- yeah. I realize what they are yeah but when we when we beat jesus on sunday mornings sometimes like there's it's there's like, one channel that it's you know it's a christian station we're bigger than jesus yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm flattered. As a Jew, I'm not yeah. so, uh, ain't so bad. You know, okay. I'll go have some chicken soup. Everything will be good. Put twenty five bucks in the account. We're all good, man. Um, anyway, oh, but we are the Mark Oak Show here on KDWN one hundred one five F one hundred five FM seven twenty AM. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. Well, tweets at Mark Hoke. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Fishfane. Unfortunately, we have not been able to reach Joe DeFalco, who has a big card tonight. Yes, he does. Vandergriff. Down, down with Dahl. Silver Nugget. For the No Limits Championship. And if Javidal loses, he's out of FSW. He's gone. I expect a schmoz. going to be a good night tonight over, <laughs> over at the Silver Nugget, so... Uh, wait, wait, wait. We've been on the air three minutes. I've said schmoz three times. Just want to point you that out. Are, now four times. Guy, it's funny. I... We need to get one of our studio. For those that don't know, Beasley Media Group here in Las Vegas has five different stations here, right? And we just switched the format of one of them. And they have camera setups and all sorts of cool stuff in there that they put in for the new state. You know, when they change formats and everything. And yeah, we don't. You know why our ratings are so high? Because we don't have a camera on it. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> But we we need to start doing some video shows. We really do. So we're gonna we're gonna work on that. But I, all, all good by me. The world gets to see this gorgeous this this gorgeous punum. You only, but but every time you come in here, fish just fish gets on a roll, right? Of course, we're talking pro wrestling on this show. In case you didn't notice that, um, but fish gets on a roll when he comes in here. Fish is either you're either like happy perky, and you said schmoz. Which is kind of like a goofy finish in a match. Yes. Maybe between last night and today, I think about 9,000 times. I've said it more times in the last 12 hours than I had in previous 53 years. <laughs> what is your problem? Or else he comes in. Hey, Fish, how you doing? Yeah, but when I'm on the air, that's not my personality, regardless of how I feel. Most of the time. You occasionally have a grumpy moment. When I'm only when I'm losing one of my parlays. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> but it it 
it would be fun to show yeah, before I, I, and after yeah, the show. I, I almost hit one last night, but there was a schmoz ending in the Diamondbacks Cardinals oh, game. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway. But we have a lot of fun in here and, and thank you all for listening and, and got Except for Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's up with them. But we appreciate you too, God. So you're bigger than Jesus. <laughs> I am not bigger than I'm fatter than Jesus, but I'm not bigger than Jesus. Anyway. Fish, well, I guess we can... I was hoping to get some perspectives from Joe today. But. I'll give you Joe's perspective. Uh-oh. Go ahead, ask the question. I will give you... When it, when it comes time, I will give the Joe perspective. You're going to give a sarcastic answer? And, of course. Yeah, all right. Well, so I guess... Eve you know, Marie. <laughs> we're going to get nowhere on this show really quickly. Yes. I can tell. It's like running on a treadmill. Oh. Unreal. Unreal. Um... Well, of course, you know, we were talking about last night, and we'll try not to rehash too much, but there Chick are some... magnet punk. There are some... There's some other perspectives that we can throw at, at this story. Of course, the big controversy is CM Punk has made his return to AEW, and apparently... controversy. <laughs> ...is tearing the locker room apart, thanks to... part well, Partially thanks to this promo that he cut on... Wednesday's Dynamite show where he thought it'd be a good idea to call out Hangman Adam Page because he was mad at him for something he said in another promo, except for the fact that it wasn't in the script for the show. Do you think that regardless of what he said, there's also resentment from people who have been in AEW since the beginning because of the amount of money Punk got to join? And hence where my other perspective was going, because we hit a lot of this last night, and it's on our podcast that's up on MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com. I just got that up this morning. And that was one of the things that I was really thinking about last night after we got to talk about it, is the relationship between a lot of the AEW originals, the people that were there at the start of this whole thing, and then you've, you've had a lot of new talent come in. Of which Hangman, I believe, is an original. Hangman is an original. And you you almost wonder if Mr. Brooks, CM Punk, you know, if there was probably a little bit of resentment him coming in here already from some people saying, well, you know, he's getting pushed to the moon right away, and 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 deservedly so. He's a huge attraction. Yeah, but it, it's but you yeah. know, and and whether it's a work or a shoot, MJF has a point with what he was saying. And this is this goes to what MGF's point was about WWE stars come, former WWE stars coming in and getting paid. Yeah. And you have to wonder if a lot of the a lot of people that have been there from the beginning that have stuck it out. I mean, they were performing in front of nobody for during the pandemic. Um, you know, given everything they had and you know, I mean a lot of them were out there you know, they they actually had the idea first of putting the wrestlers out there as kind of like fans instead of performing in front of an empty ring like WWE was doing. Uh, you know, they and you know they were standing for hours for that. Um, Did they do anything know. Thunderdome-ish? No, no. Okay. They just brought in the. They eventually brought some people back as. You know, fortunately for them, being based in a normal state like Florida, they were able to actually have some people come into the building. Did you um, say normal state in Florida in I, the same sentence? Well, if you if you if you go on Twitter, <laughs> Florida man, you might you might not think that. But they there there were a lot of people that put a ton of effort in to get that company going. Yes, 
And and then as people became available, you know, you started seeing a, a large influx yeah, I mean, of t- new talent. Tony Khan did what had to be done to get his company off the ground by scooping them up. But I've been saying, and I've been saying this all along since we started doing this show, that my issue was that he went, I think, sometimes for quantity over quality. And not to say that the guys he got weren't great, but he grabbed too many people. Here's, I have the AEW employee list in front of me. So here's, extensions? here's the ones that, yeah, here's <laughs> the ones that a lot of, I mean, I'll try and hit as many as I can. Adam Cole, but friends with the Young Bay Bucks Bay. and all those guys. So, I mean, that that wasn't going to cause an issue. Andrade El Idolo. Um, who's kind of not, married to Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, who hasn't gotten much of a push in there. No, and, and that's the other thing, um, real quick, before you go into this. And it's happening more so now than ever. It happened with the the Varsity Blondes and Andrade and and Miro, all of them tweeting out displeasure with the booking going on in AEW. Yeah, and, and I wanted to mention the Hollywood Blondes today because that was a really... It's the Varsity Blondes. Or Varsity Blondes, sorry. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm going all 90s on everybody. But you had guys like, you know, Fish and... Uh, Kyle O'Reilly come in. Are they are Buddy they Matthews. friends with the Young Bucks too, or is yeah. it just? Yeah, they're all uh, they're all Ring of Honor guys. Okay, you know, so they're they're all pals. Uh, Christian Cage came in. Um, let's see who else just running this down real 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 quick. I mean, Paul Henry and Mark White. Get that wrong. Mark Henry and Paul White. Hello, <laughs> nice, nice mix. <laughs> we're going to Amalgam Comics here. Yeah. Uh, let's see the Hardys coming in. Oh, one of them anyway. Well, they both did. One, <laughs> one just took a little step Detroit. away. Um, you know, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland. Um, who are now your tag champs? Yep, who are now your tag champs? Ironically, FTR. Yeah, I mean, they, but they were there pretty pretty much from the early on too. Yeah, early on, but not the beginning. I mean, not Jericho Jericho it was the only beginning. Moxley didn't come on until the first. What was it? Double or nothing? Yeah, he would. But, you know, he was in very early. So, I mean, I kind of consider him an original, too. Uh, Samoa Joe, Tony Nese was another one they brought in. Uh, you know, so some of these guys just have stayed in the mid-card. But, you know, obviously, oh, and, and excuse me, Brian Danielson, can't miss him. Some of them got pushed to the moon. Brian and, Danielson, can't miss him. <laughs> you know, and I, and and you just have to wonder, you know, with some of these guys... You know, I I think some of them were welcome. I mean, I think a guy like Swerve Strickland, you know, a guy like Keith Lee, you know, these were people that were out there on the independence before and got screwed over by WWE. Right. I think Brian Danielson as well. I, I don't think there's any animosity towards him necessarily. No, and he's been such a mentor to everybody over there. And his work rate is huge. I mean, I don't think that, and, and he's put people over. You look at what he just did with Daniel Garcia. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, you you see him wrestle and you're like, wow, this guy's really good. But, you know, got in the Jericho Appreciation Society. But but Danielson put him over. And then they just had a best of three falls match, which was unbelievable. Garcia still got one of the falls in there. And, you know, Danielson's been a guy that's been pretty generous. That is not what people are saying with CM Punk. Absolutely. And that's part of the problem. You know, and you and then you look at a situation, you know, like Miro, who was getting pushed to the moon and was the TNT champ and then just disappeared. And I and I think that was a mistake. Now, I, I love Miro. What about a guy like Claudio Castagnoli, who has and been pushed, who's been pushed sort of, but it's ring of honor. So I don't know how much of how much stock they put into that. But all he, joking but, aside. But he's another guy that was a ring of honor guy. You know, those guys all knew each other. And, 
he he's another one that kind of got the shaft from WWE or Vince McMahon. So there's some sympathy for there for him. Plus, yeah. plus a lot of people know him now. Eddie Kingston and he do not get along. But MJF, but, for instance, was not a Ring of Honor guy, correct? No. So he's the guy that, to me, he embodies the issue with AEW, whether he's there or not, because he's right. He has worked his butt off. He has been absolutely phenomenal. One of the key reasons that AEW has become so popular, and yet he is vastly underpaid in comparison. I And I would agree. And look, if I was picking one guy out of the people in that company that I'm going to build around for the future, it's him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not I'm not putting my effort into CM Punk or anybody like that. You know, I'd want to keep Brian Danielson around for sure. But and Mox. And, and Mox, but you know, I'm hanging my hat on MJF and Wardlow and guys like that. And the acclaimed Wardlow, um, they haven't they've hardly booked at all since he won basically since he beat MJF. He is yeah, he's now gonna be stuck in a six man tag at all out with Jay Lethal and his his little crew. He's teaming with FTR, which is kinda cool, but Man, I want, I want to see this guy destroy people. Yeah, you know, and but the, there's, there's, I mean, there's, the, 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 there's the, only so much room on a card that you have, though. Yeah, and you look at what happened on Wednesday night, and and I really question this booking, in from a morale standpoint. If you saw what happened to the Varsity Blondes, they wrestled the Gun Club, which is Billy Gunn's kids. Thirty seconds, I think, was the match. Squashed them, squashed them, and. You know, one of those is is Brian Pillman's kid. You know, of course the his name is Brian Pillman, Pillman Jr. Yeah. I don't know how you got that he was Pillman's kid. I kind of thought I kind of hit it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but and and those guys just have to be saying to themselves, "What is going on?" Yeah, they they put out a tweet right afterwards about it and and showing their displeasure. Now, on the other side of it. You you've still got to get the job done in the ring, and you still have to be, you know, if you want to be a main eventer, you've got to perform like one. But you got to have the opportunity to do it, and they're not giving. That's the problem because there's so many people. There's only so much opportunity there is available on TV time, whether it's for Rampage or Dynamite or AEW Dark or whatever. Yeah, I mean, when I watch the Varsity Blondes, I see a good team, but when I when I'm looking at, say, the future of tag teams in AEW, I'm looking at the acclaimed. I mean, and that's my honestly, that's my list. I I see them as being the 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 two guys that will eventually be at the top of the tag team division in AEW. No question about it. I don't I don't think the varsity blondes have gotten there yet. No, but the, but the problem is, but, if you're going to squash them in 30 seconds, you're not going to have a chance to get there. Right. I mean, and that stuff kills you. It absolutely kills and you. And I think I think if, if Pillman's like anything like his dad, I think he's being totally wasted. Yeah. I, Brian isn't quite there yet. I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a little bit of a charismatic spark that's missing with him, I think. He, I, and I think he just needs more time. And, and but, you know, we, we didn't even mention guys like Darby Allen. And Hook, and th- these guys who also need to be pushed. And Darby's kind of slipped back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Sting, and Sting's all but disappeared from it. You have Hook, you know, Hook's getting his push. I mean, just won the FTR title. But then you guys got, have guys like Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and, and all these people that have been there, and now you have the, you know, I hate, well, you know, I'll just call him an interloper. 
I think that's probably how they see him right, CM Punk right now. Yeah, and, I, I can see that. And I think whatever, and you know, there's stories coming out about how the locker rooms at a breaking point, and we and we had talked for a long time how the AEW locker room just seemed like a family, how they were so united in what they were doing, they were getting along great, and now all of a sudden, Phil getting a little arrogant has is tearing that place apart. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would be like us doing the, the, the job that we do on this show so well, and then next Sunday coming in and KT sitting in this chair going, yeah, I'm doing the show tonight. Yeah. It just, no. Exactly. It, it, it's a really rough situation, and I... Hmm. I mean, this is a, a, a... I don't think this is like a... This is a make or break, but it's definitely a fork in the road for AEW depending on which way Tony Khan goes to handle it. It can either go down a road that he doesn't want to go down or it can be handled with a plum and things can... can They can learn and grow from this. Yep. And, of course, we're on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas, talking about a little bit of pro wrestling and discussing the CM Punk situation in AEW. And... You know, they had just brought in, uh, you know, taken some of their personnel and made more people into talent relations and things like that. Apparently, Tony Khan just said, I'm overwhelmed. I need some help. And there was, it was a really interesting article on Cultaholic. Um, I didn't see it. No, I like Cultaholic. That they pulled from the uh, AEW uh, Unrestricted podcast where Tony Schiavone was just saying, you know, hey, what more can I do? And then Tony Khan went to him and said, yeah, you know, we could, you know, I could use somebody like you in talent relations. And, you know, and all he said, basically what I do is I walk around all day and ask people how they're doing and ask them if they're happy, if there's anything we do to make it better. And that's very important. Um, he says, I, I think we're making really, uh, we're really making good strides. Uh, I really do, but I can tell you this is a slow process. Um, so he, at least Tony Re- realizes that uh, Tony Khan realizes he needed some help in this and was just trying to do too much. Oh, absolutely. And especially when his he may be a wrestling fan, but his background is not in the wrestling business. I think it, it was more involved than even he thought it was going to be. Yeah, and this is going to be a very interesting situation for him to deal with. You know, CM Punk has gone in, you know, we talked about last night. It's not the first time CM Punk has gone into business for himself on the AEW broadcasts, and you have to do something about that. You have to corral that. You can't, even if, you know, he's like, I'm going to give a receipt to Hangman because I didn't like something he said. Well, you know, deal with it in the back. So my question is, let's say Wednesday he comes out, faces Mox. Let's say they have Mox go over CM Punk. And at the end of the match, Punk goes, that's it, I'm done, I quit, and walks out. How much damage does that do to AEW or not that much? You know, I was going to kind of ask you the same thing, too. I think that, to be very frank, look, the ratings, while they are one of the best shows on cable, have still been stable. It's not like CM Punk took them from that one million mark to one and a half. It's been pretty steady. And I don't, and I just look around at the talent that you've got in there. You know, Kenny Omega just came back, and I mean, just you know, we start running down some names already. You're loaded. You, as as much as of an attraction as you thought CM Punk would be, and he has been, but not to the extent where I think you need him. I really, if he, you know, he threatened to quit. And to be honest with you, if he, you know, as as much as a fan as I was of CM Punk, I think you're good. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that as much as I love CM Punk, and I do enjoy the work that he does, I think he, he's great on the mic, he's great in the ring, but I think AEW survives and probably thrives if Punk goes, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, and and quite frankly, if I'm, you know, I, mean, I don't know if he should be throwing stones considering what happened in the main event at Double or Nothing when he won the title, and he botched that, um, that the... Uh, the buckshot lariat move that Hangman Page does. He botched it twice. Twice in that match. And then came back on Dynamite and just did the thing where you jump, you're outside the ring, you jump on the top rope and come in. He botched that too. Don't sit there and tell me you're the best in the world when you're blowing spots, especially in, you know, you're the culmination of you winning the world championship. Forget it. Yeah, what happens is he becomes no longer the best in the world, but he's still one of the best on the mic. Right. You know, but you still have to produce in the ring. And he does. No, I mean, no, overall, he does. No, absolutely. And I'm not. This isn't a let's knock CM Punk because he, his his talent is absolutely phenomenal, and he is probably one of the best in the company. But at the same time, I think the company fully survives without him. Yeah, I think so too. And this is fascinating that they moved this match up, and and they're still saying they're going to be doing these two again at all out. Yeah, I was going to say it, it. Basically, it comes down to to to, to two things: either. Punk wanted to get it over and done with and, and move on to a new opponent at All Out, or it's going to be a series of matches and All Out just going to be another match. But if you do that, it kind of, there's no point. It's too close to, to this Wednesday for them to have two matches like yeah, that. Yeah, you've got to, there's there's something up for Wednesday. I mean, it's, I was stunned when they said that they, when they announced that on the fly in the middle of the show that Punk was going to face Moxley. And, boy, I almost wonder if somebody got a little ticked off about what happened with the promo at the start of the show. So. Is Tony Khan the head booker? Yeah. So this is all going to come down to him regardless. Yep. Sure Maybe that's part of the problem, too. Maybe he needs someone who can book. Well, he works with QT Marshall. They're they're the main guys and then the Bucks and you know, all the EVPs. Right, but I think too. they need an impartial person who... I think Tony Khan's got his head going in 8 million directions. I'm not saying he can't do it, but he shouldn't. And you need a guy who isn't the Young Bucks, who isn't, doesn't have all these relationships, who can look at this objectively and say, no, this is the way it needs to be booked. Yep. Well, guys, I know somebody who could book this. Who? Real quick. My buddy uh, James over at Trading Made Easy. He could handle this situation. And tradingmadeasy.com. Hey, if you want to get into some automated day trading and make some money, drop that 9 to 5 job. Just go to tradingmadeasy.com. See? It's so easy. They got rid of that extra E in there. You can sign up for a free live trading session. Just go to tradingmadeasy.com or give them a call at 800-971-4160. That's 800-971-4160. And hey, man. Pick up some bucks. Yeah, with all that money, you can go to eat at Family Soul. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about them, too. But (laughs) stick around, everybody. We're going to be right back with more on The Mark Hoke Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hi, this is Mark Hope. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com.
I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, k the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. Hey, yeah. that's you. Let's thrash. Woo! So, so he turns the music down. It's okay, Angela. There we go. Thrashed! You can't put it back <laughs> after you turned it down. Yeah, you can. It's a little unorthodox, but so am I. There we go. We're and you're bigger than Jesus. Stop it. You're unbelievable, fish. No, I believe me. <laughs> oh, you need you need a few more shots of that Mountain Dew, I can tell. At least. This is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM. 7.20 a.m. It's the talk of Las Vegas. You know it, baby. Yeah. Not the talk of Saskatchewan, however. <sighs> I'm not will leaving somebody, them alone. Will somebody download the podcast in Saskatchewan? I may just... Like somebody in Alberta, just go knock on someone's door over the border. I may just drive up to Saskatchewan just so I can download the podcast and come home. Yeah, but you know, if you do want to download those podcasts, just go to markhokeshow.podbean.com or all of... Well, not all, but a ton of them. We're literally everywhere on uh, podcasts. We're like Apple American po- Express. Or is App- that Visa that's everywhere you want to be? Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon... Uh, tune in, iHeart, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung and Podcast. If, if, if there's a podcast, Pod if there's a podcast platform that we are not on, get rid of them because they're not good. Yeah, pa- I'm just having trouble with Pandora, but we'll, yeah. we'll, well, we'll get it straight. Once you open Pandora's box, <laughs> oh, now I want to go home. <laughs> you know the problem with Pandora's box is it's a schmaz ending. <sighs> Fish, yes, you. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm getting out. The sin bin jar for you, and every time you bring up Dominic Mysterio turning and saying schmaz, you're putting a buck in the bin. I'll be broke by tomorrow. I know. that's It's supposed to be a dissuasion for you. Oh, not a way to save money? (laughs) Uh, No. No, but but there's a, um, but I will say this. If you really want to spend your money properly, 
There's a good way Pro- to do it properly. Properly, there's a good way to do it, and you can Does that do, have to do it with food. And you can do it after the show. If you're driving, you you might have time to just head over here and visit our new sponsor, Family Soul Restaurant. Oh, so good. Fish and I, I, I've been going there for a couple of years now. I took Fish over. Fish, your evaluation is? So good. It is amazing. The cat, the lemon pepper catfish. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I am telling you right now, it's the best soul food in the city. There's no question about it. Dan, his family, great service. They will make sure you are well taken care of. You're not leaving there hungry. You got great apps like mac and cheese balls, wings, the soul rolls, which have the, it's like an egg roll with stuffed with yams and greens. Mm. I mean, you get your sides fried. Mm. Mm. Come on. I yam what I yam. Fried chicken, catfish, hot links. Oh. You didn't get the banana pudding. Either. That was really good, too. No, and next time I want to try the hot links because I hear they're pretty amazing. Pretty darn good. So, And they are doing breakfast right now. You can go over and get shrimp and grits, catfish and grits. I mean, grits and grits. Oh well, if you want to, if you want to grit it up, I suppose you can. Um, you know, pancakes, chicken and waffles. Hey, what are you waiting for? If I haven't made you hungry, you are not a human being. <laughs> period. So get on over there to Family Soul Restaurant right now. It's at twenty three hundred North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite one hundred eight. It's right off between the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I ninety five, one block over. Really easy to get to. Or uh, you can go to FamilySoulRestaurant.com or give them a call at 725-205-5085 for all the information about them or if you want to place an order online. And here's the best part. I got this just for everybody, for my fans. If you mention KDWN, you get the People's Choice Special. It is the People's Choice Special. Angelo's in there cheering. If you smell what Family Soul Kitchen is cooking. Catfish, yams, and greens for fifteen ninety nine. You can't beat that. No. And they're, and seriously, their catfish is amazing. Oh, I'm not just saying. I, that's so what I get every good. time I go there almost. So, I can't believe that it took me five years of living in Vegas to discover that restaurant. Yeah, so get on over there. Once again, it's Family Soul Restaurant, 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108. You'll be glad mm, you did, I promise. Mm, so, once again, mention KDWN, get that special. All right. So And back. If, if you go there and don't like your food, Joe DeFalco will buy it for you. But you're gonna you're gonna like the food. That's what Joe gets for not showing up. Yeah, <laughs> creating a schmoz ending to our show. Yes, he did. That's okay though. Uh, this, I found this story a, a couple of days ago. It's on Webb's Jericho, and this I found very interesting. The continuing changes at WWE now that Triple H has taken over since uh, Mr. McMahon has now had to twenty almost twenty million dollars oh, worth geez. of settlements. Oh, it's amazing how the, a woman can bring the empire down. Oh, yeah. But Triple H, just it just got, it, he, he's made a ton of changes in there, obviously, early on. But this one I thought was pretty cool because Drew, it may not seem like a big deal that Drew Gulak is on Twitch again. They're like, oh, what, what the heck does that matter? PowerPoint. Here's why it matters. One of the big complaints that happened was WWE or everybody was doing their own Twitch streams, which is a nice source of revenue for them. And Vince McMahon said, uh, uh-uh, no, you're not doing, you're not making money off me. No way. 
Get off those Twitch streams. Well, Gulak is twitching again. So now, apparently, that policy is going by the wayside. Now, Fish. Yes, sir. How much money do you think over a two-year period that some people made doing Twitch streams? This is how serious this is. I'm give, gonna, me a, give me a number. I Because all joking aside, I absolutely have no idea how they monetize it and how much money it's worth. So I'm going to guess about, and I know it's going to be low, 2000 a month. That's 24 So we're going to say 50000 Over a two-year period, Paige had made, the former uh, women's champion, had made $478,224. Wow. So we're calling about $480,000 over two years. So that's uh, two hundred forty thousand over a year. Twelve thousand a month. That's twenty thousand a month. Oh, sorry. Um, Zelina Vega, who this was a big sticking yeah, point for her. Yeah, I was going to say because I know left. I know Zelina Vega and uh, uh, Sasha Banks had two of the bigger twitches. Zelina Vega, not the biggest star in WWE. Is she still uh, in uh, uh, on the roster? Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't seen her since she won the Queen of the Ring. Three hundred and forty-one thousand seven hundred and forty-eight dollars. That's massive. And, and what I, I did, still didn't understand Vince's point of view. It did. It, if anything, it added more viewers to WWE because they see her on Twitch. They want to see her work. Adam Cole, three hundred eighteen thousand eighty dollars. So a, a superstar like Adam Cole got outdone by Paige and Zelina. What What do they do on Twitch? Forgive my ignorance of the well, new... For for Adam Cole, he likes to play video games on his screen. Now they just hang out and do stuff. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a way for them to connect with the fans. And it's a good way. And so, so when WWE said, you can't do a Twitch stream anymore, for those that thought that that was like, eh, so what? That, over a two-year period, took... Half a million dollars out of Paige's pocket. That was, to be honest with you, that was almost at that point the straw that broke the camel's back when when WWE started to have big issues. When is when he started to really step up and say no Twitch because this was two three years ago he said it. Yeah, it wasn't like it happened six months ago or something. Yeah, and AJ Styles was, I think, I think he got to keep his. I, I think he raised enough of a stink that he said, no, oh, no, 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 I'm AJ Styles. You're not screwing with me. But this is just another example of a change that Triple H made that's going to keep everybody happy. Yeah, I mean, what's amazing you know? is it costs WWE nothing. It makes their their roster more money, so everybody, it's a win-win. Now, I could understand if you would have put in the contract, hey, you know, we're gonna, we're, we'll let you do it, but you have to give us 10% or something like that. Well, because they're not... These guys aren't famous. If if they're under WWE employment and they're you know they're not going to be getting this kind of revenue if they're not in the WWE. So I understand that to a point, but I didn't understand you know wiping it out and saying you can't do it. I I don't think that WWE should be able to claim any of that money. They're not putting any money in. They're not helping the production values. They're not giving them the time to do it. Say okay, this is your Twitch time or whatever. It's it it would be like. If you know if they got a job, a second job working at McDonald's, WWE wouldn't get a percentage of that job. But people aren't going to McDonald's because of WWE. Oh, people you, are going. You would go to if you saw if you knew Queen Zelina was working at McDonald's. You'd go to that McDonald's. I don't know. 
I mean, she's she's very attractive, but you know, I don't, I don't know she'll, how she'll, she'll do a McDonald's. She'll do a Panama Sunrise before she gives you your egg McMuffin. <laughs> but it, it's like I said, it's just another interesting little side note of all the changes to me. You know, we talked last night about getting to say wrestling and wrestler again on it, WWE TV. What it is is the ledger had all these ticks under AEW for reasons to work there versus. WWE, those ticks are going away now, and it's becoming more even and balanced, which is bad news for AEW because the more balanced it is, and then you add the amount of money WWE and exposure WWE can give you versus AEW, and all of a sudden, it the 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 power goes into the hands of WWE. And you know, to me, the biggest incentive of being a WWE superstar was you were able to springboard more off that. You look at. The Rock, you look at John Cena, you know, even and Stone sure, Cold, Stone Cold, and The Miz. How many people are? And, he was in the Marine Five. Yeah, he was in the Marine Five. <laughs> Did anybody watch that? I'd like to know if there. I, I don't know anyone who watched the Marines one through four. Yeah, but the the opportunities because of how big the WWE machine was were great, but there were so many bad things going on backstage and. You know policies like this, yeah. This is going to make it. This is going to make it trickier for for AEW to compete. But we also have to remember AEW is a young company too. No, absolutely. And I mean, to be honest with you, the biggest thing is the quality that WWE is now putting out there has improved tenfold. Yeah, it's it's definitely a better show. And wow, but man, those Twitch numbers are crazy. That is insane. You remember, so you know what happens when I say, "Hey, we need to do it. We need to get online and do an online show." Now you know why. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. See, I got you. Nothing like nothing like money to shake things up a little bit. I'm twitching here for you. Oh. Where's my three hundred thousand? Yeah, I do have a Twitch stream, but I've only used it recently for a poker broadcast I do every year. So we'll, we will have to change that. Um, there was another fun little story that I found too. Little Miss Bliss. Oh, I'm sorry. We've got to mention, of course, we're on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Talk Las Vegas, best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Just for you, Andrew Fishfain, and I'm Mark Hoke. She is my all-time favorite female wrestler. She's awesome, isn't she? I love Alexa Bliss. Seems like such a terrific person, too. But <laughs> would you believe this? Alexa Bliss thinks she's boring on WWE TV. I saw that because she wants to introduce a new character. Apparently, she's got something in mind. But but it it was funny that I think she said, um, man, I've been like nine different people. <laughs> if you look at it from my start to now, there have been nine different variations of how I look, how I act, how I speak. And she's she's apparently has some character in mind that she wants to hit. What would you what would Alexa Bliss's new character be? Uh, I wouldn't. I, mean, stray, I wouldn't stray too far from the character that she was under Bray. See, but I liked her as Little Miss Bliss, the little bratty girl with the twisted bliss. Yeah, and, uh, I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, you know, I I really enjoyed her, and and you know, she's a great wrestler. She's she is phenomenal, and I I, I think the pairing of her and Oscar. I although I would never have seen those two together, I would never have put them together. They are amazing as a tag team they are and this is going to be fun i think when we get to clash at the castle at all well they're, they're i mean don't they face uh dakota kai and Io shirai before clash at the castle uh actually yes they do that's right that matchup's coming up in the 
WWE Women's Tag Team Tournament. Um, is that I can't remember if that match is on this week or it's next week. Um, but they, sh- they should advertise it and push it back one week. But I don't know if they will. Yeah, but Clash in the Castle coming up. Uh, we've got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. That's gonna be awesome. And apparently, the well, ne- wait a minute. If they already have that booked, doesn't that kind of tell you that neither one of them is going to be in the final? Possibly. This got a little convoluted. I don't. Yes. I don't know what's going on there, but we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, but we've got a couple more matches now on WWE Clash of the Castle. Labor Day weekend is going to be awesome with Clash of the Castle on Saturday morning, and then Sunday night we get AEW all out. Uh, we have now added Riddle against Seth Rollins. Oh, I look forward to that one. That's going to be great. And Gunther against Sheamus for That's the Intercontinental title. Oh, there's going to be some pain delivered in that match. But last Monday, the the Riddle-Rollins segment was brilliantly done. They're both very good at what they do. Yes, they are. And I thought Riddle's push was over when Vince left, and maybe not. Yeah, you know, and we talked about that last week, and you want to check out the podcast on markhokeshow.podbean.com. There are so many guys now with a lot of possibilities in WWE since Triple H has taken over because now everybody's not pigeonholed. You know, this could be a, a really interesting match to see who, who they decide to move forward. I am still of the mind that you really need to get Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns back in the ring together. Because that didn't get resolved. No, I completely agree. I think I think you need Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns back in the ring together. Oh, man. It, it, this is just getting to be fun. And Cody Rhodes... Hopefully, we'll be back in a few months. Uh, like I said, now, whether it was just done because that's the way it was planned out to be or if, if it means something, Cody Rhodes on advertisements for this Monday's Raw has been on the posters saying he's going to be there. Well, he might show up. I mean, that's a possibility. But but he's, he, that that torn peck was so bad. Now, do we, and do we have an update on Randy Orton? Nothing. Because when he shows up again... Unless he shows up and immediately turns heel on Riddle, which I can't see happening, the roof of any place that he is is going to blow off. Yeah, I, I I want to keep that team together. Yeah, this is some of the best work of Randy Orton's career. Of course, teaming with Riddle in Team RK okay, bro. bro, bro, bro. You're looking kind of broish over there, yeah, bro. <laughs> Vicious, by the way, is literally sitting in the studio with his foot up on the chair. It's it's like the Shawn Michaels pose in Playgirl magazine. Only I'm better looking. I'm not even close. Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude, those legs are bad. Who, mine or Shawn Michaels? No. <laughs> no. On the bright side, I won't throw throw you through the window of the barber shop. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. You got a Marty Janetti? Are you serious, Fish? I, I just threw a nice Marty Janetti reference in there. You, I said evil. I wasn't going to. Yeah, I don't believe you. This is a swerve. Oh, wow. You're swerving me, man. It's going to be a schmaz ending. Ah! Oh. <laughs> oh. Folks, I apologize out there. I really do. It's just it's just not good. Um, back to EW for a little bit. Um, wanted to mention, uh, you know, a couple of these younger guys, but you know, we talked a little bit about Daniel Garcia. And 
what a performance he has put on with Brian Danielson in these couple of matches they did on TV. Brian Danielson has that uncanny ability to bring that out of people. That was that match that they did this week. If you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend going and watching it because he, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson, just beat and twisted the hell out of each other on Wednesday night. It was a lot of fun. And now they're teasing him maybe going over to the Blackpool Combat Club coming up. How how big a faction do you make those guys? You know, I think four is enough. And are they doing it partly because they may have to cover for John Moxley if he leaves in, what is it, in, his contract is up in this month, next month? Uh, I can't remember. But I don't, I don't think you have to cover up. I think they're just looking for somebody else to be in there. And Daniel Garcia, you know, it would be, It would be tough for the Jericho Appreciation Society losing him. But Garcia's performance, I mean, and this guy's like 180 pounds. He's not a big guy. But just every time he wrestles, he is so good. And I, I'll be honest with you, this is the biggest issue with what's going on with CM Punk right now and what's going on with the the, the Varsity Blondes and with Miro, with Andrade. All these things are taking away from what's going on in the ring, which is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you, they they can't have distractions like this. No, exactly. They just because can't. You need to focus on the product, and the product itself is great, but if you're too busy talking about, oh, oh, you know, uh, he, all of a sudden I lost his name, CM Punk. I, all you're talking about is CM Punk and, and the, the interview he gave and, and the shoot that he gave, then you're missing everything that's going on that's so huge. Yeah, the, I mean, this... You run down what just what has happened on AEW in just this week. You, know, you had you know, had that opening segment, but you know you had the the Brian Danielson match. Uh, what else did we have on there, real quick? Just sliding down my uh, numbers here. Um, unfortunately, we had the Varsity Blondes and Gun Club thing, but now, by the way, I believe it's Colton is going to be wrestling his dad, Billy Gunn, this week. Why? Well, you didn't see what happened? No. Oh, the gun club, because after the gun club had the squash, they, you know, Billy got in the ring and was like, yeah, way to go, kids. That's what I wanted out of you. And they turned on him. And oh, okay. And the acclaimed had to come out and save him. So now so now Billy Gunn is face? Yeah. And he's, I'm guessing he's going to be hanging around with the acclaimed. Road dog anywhere around? I don't know. He's still unemployed as far as I know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Ricky Steamboat was on the show this week. Yes, he was. Jungle Boy, by the way, is doing some great promo work. When Jungle Boy first was started in AEW, he's one of the originals, and he was really shaky on the mic. This thing with Christian Cage and working with him has benefited him tremendously. Of course, he's he's the son of Luke Perry from Nine Hundred Two One Zero, who passed unfortunately passed yeah, away. Yeah, and you know it's it's what's very funny is that he gets no love for how good he really is. Yeah, because I think part of it is you know they were in Jurassic Express. And he and Luchasaurus, great team, you know. But right, well, Luchasaurus is just ginormous. I'm, I, but I, it, it's Christian Cage, you know, he he's always made to be this big deal, but people don't see him as a big deal, and he is. He is, and I, and and if he is responsible for bringing this out of Jungle Boy, I gotta believe huge, he is huge. So, and now Luchasaurus is back with Jungle Boy, correct? Yes. Yep, they're they're friends again. Do 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 do. Little Baltimore, I see Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore Orioles. That is correct. 
Yeah, I'll come back to your Orioles. <laughs> it, it usually does. The world the Baltimore comes back Orioles. <laughs> um, and a, and a great match in the trios tournament when we had the elite uh, Kenny Omega making his comeback, teaming with the Young Bucks, uh, taking on Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee. By the way, those guys turned on Dragon Lee. Yikes! But but Roosh is looking really good. Of course, was world champion Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, just a overall a sensational match, and Kenny Omega coming back to. Like I said, you don't need CM Punk. No, but you, you don't need you, him. You took the title off of Roosh. You think they're going to throw him a bone and give him something else now? Yeah, we'll find out. But but he's looking fantastic. He and Moxley had a great match a few weeks ago too. Yeah, Hook's looking. Is Hook still looking strong? Correct. Yeah, yeah, Hook's looking good. Yeah, he well, he did this really he did this squash match with him on Rampage on Friday night. But oh my God, that kid! A squash, a squash match, a squash match really benefits nobody. Because it doesn't make the guy who wins look as strong as you want it to make him look. Yeah, I mean, the the days of, I mean, I you know, squashes to me are more punishment. That means a squash match, by the way, is when someone just destroys somebody in a matter of a couple of minutes, if that. Right. So, for those that don't know what a squash match, thirty is. seconds if you're the varsity blonde. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, but you know, Kenny Omega coming back. That you know, and I, I hope he's totally healed up, but. It was funny seeing him wrestling in a compression shirt with that little shoulder strap thing on. It was that was different. I've never seen Kenny wrestle with a shirt uh, on before. I'm guessing that you will see him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> see him. Yeah, <laughs> see him probably win the six man tag titles. It wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, next week we make our predictions for Clash at the Castle. Yeah, that'll be fun. So. We'll be on Saturday night again, I'm assuming. And then, of course, our regular slot here on Sunday. Guys, follow us on social media at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Download those podcasts, markhokeshow.podbean.com. Special you in Saskatchewan. Yep, we'd appreciate it. And, guys, we will see you next week here on The Mark Hoke Show. Have a terrific Sunday, Las Vegas. Be safe and acknowledge us. Okay, we'll take that. Have a great day, everybody. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.